Yeah, man, I'm ready. All right, what's going on? Let's hit it. Is all this good? Do I need to put it wherever it's comfortable to you? Yeah, get on back here, Jake. Get, yeah, you're getting right here. Get on this in there. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you? Shit. Unfortunately, I don't have a record remote for the camera. That'd be tight. That would be tight. Have a remote. You can oh, get one of those, right? Yeah. Like an external, like. Yeah, you can. We need to buy one. Hell yeah, we do. We're putting that on the list. Get all up in here with y'all, gentlemen. I'm writing that down right now. <laughs> record remote. External remote. Let's go. Let's go. All right, I don't do intros and shit. We just get right into it. That's yeah, why this is the all killer, no filler podcast. I We're like just that. Straight into it, man. Uh, Mecca's here. Call him Amon. Call him whatever you want. Dude's a badass. Um, coming straight out of fucking uh, Garland. Garland, Texas, baby. Yeah, yeah. Garland. Yeah, yeah. Garland, Texas. Dude's a Muay Thai fighter, music artist, and he'll mix you a badass fucking drink. I hear so. Yeah. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh, and of snap. course, of course, Jake's here, my recurring co-host, but uh, yeah, what's up, Mega? What's up with that, y'all? How we doing today? Doing bro? good, man, doing good. Doing good, doing man. Doing great. Shoot, nothing, nothing's really up, man, just chilling. Hey, hey, pleasure to be here, though, first and foremost. Yeah, yeah. Thank you guys for having me on the on the show, man, the dopest podcast. I'm really digging the vibes that y'all have here. Appreciate all it. posters, it's all shit I love, so I feel like I'm yeah, yeah. here. Yeah. You know, super dope, man. It's just a collection of shit that I've kind of picked up over the years, man. I mean, some of it's like Chad Muska's signature right here, Britney Spears right here. That's nice. I mean, it's just stupid. I didn't even notice the Chad Muska. Yeah. That's OG skate shit right there. Yeah, man. I met him at a at an Element demo, and he was still on Element back in the day. Whoa. Yeah. Word, yeah. And now, now he's like some ducked off like sage OG up in the mountains. And really? Like, yeah. Dude, Chad like, Muska? I, say, I swear, Yo, dude, like... He, he like barely barely even skates anymore, and like wow. just just does like art and like works on his farm and shit, and it's that's really yeah dope. yeah. He was like when like one of the first for me in the skate world to be like the first white hip hopper like yeah kind of yeah. dude man when Absolutely. he came out coming up. So I was like yo, I'd, I'd like Chad Muska back in the day. Yeah, he'd have that's that crazy. big ass fucking boombox. That boombox, yeah. yeah, that boombox. Everybody yeah. remembers the boombox, mm -hmm. man. Yo, word, word out to Chad Muska. That boy's got the signature <laughs> on the wall. That's oh, yeah. what's up. They made him look player in Tony Hawk's Underground too. He oh, pulled up, pulled up in the white Escalade. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that is right. Yeah. Yeah. Demo, yeah. Yo, that's what's the up. fucking the hat low with the shorties and shit, and yeah. backpack on. Yo. He was the only fool to like skate a handrail with a backpack on. Yeah, like that shit was gnarly as fuck. Yeah, it oh, yeah. was. Bro, I want to talk about. You just got back from Guatemala, right? Yeah. So we just got back from Guatemala, and not even. Man, I would say barely three and a half weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was amazing, man. It was a beautiful, Guatemala is a beautiful country. I say if you guys have an opportunity or just want to see a beautiful place, y'all should go there, bro. Go to Monterico, go visit the beach. Uh, they're black sand beaches. It's really cool. I so guess it's like real black sand? It's real black sand. It's uh, all black sand. I think it's from like the volcanoes. They have a ton of volcanoes. So I guess the tight. ash or whatever yeah, yeah. mixture, whatever is going on there it makes the sand black Badass. it's pretty freaking sick, so man. tell me about what you're doing down there man so we went out there as a team rojas uh muay thai we went out there as a team to go ahead and do a muay thai fight out there in guatemala it was called the balam three interesting thing about balam i think it's some kind of panther aztec god thing mm. oh, so wow. it was kind of cool it had yeah. a, lot, a lot of culture uh with the name and with the event that was going on with it so that was pretty cool i learned a lot yeah uh, but we took 
let's see, it was my boy Caesar, my girl April, Josh, myself, and Julio. So five fighters out there uh, to Guatemala to go ahead and compete, man. We all did pretty freaking well. Yeah, it was pretty, and it was all their first fight actually as no well. No shit, which was pretty awesome. Yeah, so everyone's first fight. Yeah, everyone's everyone. first fight. They're going to Guatemala. For yeah, first fight, and it's an international fight on top of that. That's cool. So as you're well. having to deal with the traveling and all the fees and everything like that. So. All that in one, the first time, and go out there and perform really well. I was, like, super proud of everybody. That yeah, was, dude. You know, like, we all did good. Uh, funny thing about it is, like, man, one, it's all their first fight. But the crappy thing is that we messed up. I think we had something in the food or the water. So oh, no way. Everybody Everyone got sick. Got sick. Oh. Everyone, like, woke up that morning. It was It's literally fight day. Everyone's waking up, going for bathroom, like, fighting over the bathroom. It was like, dude, get out. I got to go. I got to go. Like, oh. It was terrible, man. Diarrhea galore. Uh, one of my buddies, Caesar, he was – when we went to the fight, man, he looked like he wasn't even going to be able to, to fight. Um, his Damn. lips were white. They were white. He was like, while they were going over the rules, he was like faint. He's like leaning on me like, bro, I'm seeing like stars. Like, you know how like when you get real tired, you see yeah, the yeah. specks, the white specks. He's like, I'm seeing stars right now, man. And my coach, uh, Kumu V, was telling him like, hey, by that third fight, if you don't feel any better, you're not going to fight. Mm -hmm. So we gave him like all the water that we could give him, PDA light, something to eat just to get him going. That motherfucker went and fought and he won. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up, bro. That's a warrior right He's there. He's literally feeling like that. Like, it's probably a 30 minutes before he has to fight. So not that much time to recover. Yeah. And he still went in there and won and did his hey. thing. And it was his first fight. Hey, yeah. Like, that's crazy, right? Oh, yeah. Tough guys, man. We got some tough guys on our team. Oh, yeah. Pretty awesome. I mean, including Jake, right? Yeah, bro. Jake's, <laughs> I mean, Jake's coming up. Yeah, so yeah, yeah Jake, if y'all don't know, Jake has now joined Rojas Muay Thai, and he's a member. What I think you had your – it's probably like your 14th day yeah, of actual training. Yeah, yeah, of actual training. Actual yeah. training around there. I haven't actually been keeping count, but I've been up there about a month now. Yeah, and I just took one week off because I got one, sick. See, and he's yeah. been up there consistently, man. Y'all been whooping this kid's ass, man. <laughs> Is that what you're telling him? I mean, ah. no, no, no. <laughs> well, there, there's some days, there's some people you know that be going like super hard in the gym. It happens, and, and, and it does. It and does happen. And my, my first first day got uh, my eye cut on the first day. Oh, so, you, you did tell me about yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's because uh, we're doing those drills, and uh, homeboy started sparring, and he wasn't supposed to be sparring. Y'all were supposed to be drilling. Did that yeah. happen so much with yeah. with? Uh, I guess it's the newer guys when they come in, they're like really freaking excited, and they mm -hmm. think, "Oh, I got to be so strong to do these techniques. I got to just ah." It's like it's not really like that, man. You really you just need a breathing to calm down, and you need to do it fluid. Because if yeah. you can't you can't do it fluid, you can't do it slow. You're not gonna be able to do it fast at all. You can't sit there and strength the whole time because you're going to gas out. And you're going to hurt your partners. You, yeah, know what I mean? you don't want to yeah. be doing that at all. We're not going to learn anything if we're banging each other to, you know, for no reason. You're not going to learn nothing from it. But not uh, to speak for Jake, but he seems to be learning a shitload, dude. Oh, like, yeah. He learns. It's because there's not everybody's like that in the gym where they're just coming in and they're just like, ah. It's just it's other new guys that really don't know what's going on. Uh, that think they know what's going on, and they just end up hurting each other. So you got to kind of yeah, weed yeah. that out. Yeah, they go. That's usually what happens. Yeah, like they end up, and we'll have like a certain like combination set that we're supposed to be doing, right? And that we're practicing, or like a certain sweep or whatever. Yeah. And some guys they'll just do their own thing. They'll go rogue. Yeah, yeah. Just, you'll be you'll be set up for like those combos, and they'll throw something else at you, and it kind of like throws you off too. A little yeah, because you were expecting this, you start and they getting caught with shit. Yeah, yeah I got yeah. you. It's like they're we're supposed to drill, and they think we're sparring, and it's like no, listen, we're yeah. doing this drill for a reason. You Chill out. This technique, right? Yeah, yeah. but no, Jake's learned um, a shit ton. 
Yeah. I mean, the program works, man. The program's really good. I mean, y'all are training, man. Y'all are yeah. sweating your ass off it's, in there. Yeah. I mean, it looks intense, There's man. There's no AC in that gym. So, yeah. on days where it's, what, like 94, 95, 96, whatever, it's over 100 degrees in there. And we're we're in there cooking, man. We're going at it. Yeah, fuck hot yoga. Yeah. Y'all are in there killing yeah, people. Really. <laughs> what uh, Mayweather say? You can't cook with cold grease, man. So, yeah, I mean, that's a good way to put it. It's the yeah. same thing. You got to be in there and... I mean, it helps you, your overall conditioning and everything that you do, you're already conditioned for it. You know? Right, right. If you could survive two, three hours of that class, dude, you could survive anything. Well, that's why the the stomach shit didn't fuck with y'all, I guess. Yeah, we were still out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Still I guess you're right. 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 We still went out there and killed it, man. And it was kind of funny because the whole time, uh, everyone from over there was like, oh, you guys from Texas, y'all are going to die in this heat. Y'all don't know how hot it is. What are you talking about? Like, like, we're just, when we got there, we're like, is that a breeze? Yeah. <laughs> the beach is right there. I can feel the breeze from the ocean. Oh, man, this is great. Right, it was, right. It was nothing, dude, because we're so used to training in that humid, yep. packed. I mean, it's you got to come see it, man, for yourself. It's kind of yeah, indescribable, man. You, you yeah. got to come by. Jake's been trying to get me to come for weeks yeah. now. Dude. Yeah, I've been trying to get him in there. I've been You'll trying to get everybody. It, I actually got a couple people that are supposed to be joining up. They're supposed man, to be coming down. It's it's spreading. Like, ever since I've uh, come back, I took a hiatus for a long time. But ever since I came back, it's been, like, spreading, man. Like, all the mm-hmm. homies that I know, their friends, they're coming in. And they're bringing more people in. Yeah, it seems like every time Jake goes there, he's like, oh, I ran into this guy I knew from. Yeah, he like Julio. Like, he knew yeah, Julio. I, I know a lot of people from yeah. outside of the gym. And it, I had no idea they went there. Yeah. Like, that show was crazy. That's tight, man. How long have you been going up there? So I've actually uh, was I started with Rojas whenever I was uh, I think I was like late 18, 19 years old. Mm-hmm. I started back when they weren't Rojas yet. They had were like working with this um, MMA gym or whatever. They were doing the stand up program. So I joined the MMA gym, you know, fell in love with Rojas. I mean, I went in there and like jujitsu was cool. It was nice, but I liked the Muay Thai. I don't know. I, as a kid, I was like, I don't know what this is. I freaking like it. They're using elbows. Yeah. They're using knees. I'm watching this little lady like knee the crap out of this tall ass dude and he's falling down and this mm-hmm. this like cool skater dude with long hair. He's coming in all lanky. He's chill and he just crosses so hard and it's this loud noise. I'm like, yo, these two people are freaking crazy. Right. You know, and then they end up being a husband and wife, Kumu and a crew. You know, I'm like, whoa, this is crazy, man. They're both different heights, different uh, weights and everything, have different styles. They're doing the same martial art, and they're both producing some some crazy techniques. So, I felt So that gym them. is a, a – they're a couple. They're a couple. So it's uh, it's my crew, which is Alvaro Rojas, and right. my Kumu is uh, Vanessa Rojas. Oh, that's crew cool. Crew is so. like a – you know, Thai for like master or teacher, and okay. Kumu is Hawaiian for teacher, I believe, and she's from Hawaii. That's uh, so it's husband and wife. So it yeah. gives you that mom and pop feel. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, yeah. And in, they were both pro fighters and have renowned records. I mean, they've fought some crazy places and for a long time, uh, both with over I, over twenty years of experience. I'd say so. You combine that together, it's about 40, 50 years of experience. Wow, which is pretty nuts, all in one little building in Garland. You know, it's crazy, like, when you think about the opportunity that we have to just mm-hmm. train there, you know, as fighters. And they train with some real people from, from Thailand, like, some real some real bosses, man. Like, it came up on some actual, true, traditional Muay Thai, and that's what we get to learn. It's not watered-down stuff that you yeah, see. Yeah, you're getting it straight from the tap. These, yeah, man, it's yeah. straight from the tap, man. It's straight from the source. Uh, but, yeah, long story short, uh, they wanted to open their own gym, and I just followed them there. And mm-hmm. I've been at Rojas ever since, so... Um, I did like stop training for a long time. Mm-hmm. I was freak. I mean, it happens, right? 
ran into yeah. some trouble, ran into some toxic relationship here and there, done some stupid crap, stopped training like an idiot. Yeah, we've all been there. Right? Yeah, you know, every, everyone falls off sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, it happens. Uh, but it came back, man. I came back strong. And it's been really the best decision that I've ever could have made. You know, it's honestly saved my life. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah, it's for, it's freaking awesome. <laughs> Dude, I can genuinely genuinely tell that it has changed your life. It's oh, changed yeah. your perspective because when I knew or when I met you, you um, it, it's when we were like doing crazy shit, partying a lot, doing a lot of music videos, like just going hard as fuck. We were doing wild and, stuff. And we were definitely not working out. Yeah, and, we weren't and, working but I remember out. you were telling me about Muay Thai, and that was something that you you did and something that you loved. And I think it's cool that you're able to circle back to that. Mm. And you seem a lot happier. You seem like you're doing really well, and I'm, I'm really, like, proud of you, bro. Yes, thank you, you, bro. Thank you. I can you. tell you work hard in the gym. When everybody's, like, gassing yeah, out, you try to, like, encourage everybody to keep going, go harder. Like, I can tell, like, the other day, whenever we were hitting the bags, and Marcus just went beast mode on it. You remember that? Oh, yeah. he was going. Yeah. He said, he was going for it. Yeah. I was like, let's go, boy. I, I could tell that your words were really like encouraging him to like go harder. And it's one of those exercises where your arms just feel like they're about to fall. Yeah, off. your noodle arm, man. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, you got it. You're doing rounds and rounds and rounds. It's ain't, it ain't one round. Yeah. You're doing rounds of hitting the bag. I for think 30, they were 30 minutes. And then, um, you do push-ups as your yeah. break. And then bear crawls. And then oh, you bear crawl. So when it's rest time, you're resting. No, you're doing push-ups or you're doing bear crawls. You're That's still yelling there killing people. Yeah. Like, what yeah. the fuck? <laughs> it's like you're, you're dying in that motherfucker. Yeah, the tie 30s are the – those are the ones that get you yeah. where you want to be. Because it's 30 minutes of explosive workout the whole time. You ain't getting no break. No. You know what I mean? You, if you're lucky, you might get a sip of water if you're lucky. If you have your water right next to you. That's the only way. Yeah. You can sneak it if you wanted to, but it, it, generally but Jake, they, they don't give you no time. He told me y'all have a throw-up wall. We have a throw-up wall. <laughs> so every year, yeah, we do. So every year, uh, it's got every year on it since the year that we've been open. Yeah. Um, so what we do is anyone who throws up, gags or whatever, you throw up in the back, clean it up, uh, we'll take a Sharpie <laughs> on the wall and you just mark it as a tally. Right, right. So if you go look at that wall, I mean – there's probably over 100 tallies on that wall. Fuck. Pro- most likely, man. I'll tell you, man, I probably sign that wall more times than anybody. <laughs> I throw up a, I've thrown up a shit ton. Dude, I've never worked shit out that ton. hard. Oh, it ain't, it ain't hard to throw up in there. <laughs> well, dude, I mean. You- it ain't hard. You'll do it. You'll, you'll do it. If you mess up one day, let's say you eat too early before you go. Oh, okay, you yeah. 30 minutes before. Yeah. You ate the wrong food. Or yeah. let's say you fucked up and you had a beer the night before, like an idiot or something like that. Or, you know, too much pre-workout will do it sometimes. It's gotten me. I drank like, I was like, oh, I'm going to kill it today, right? Thinking I'm tough shit. Right. Like, two scoops of pre-workout. Let's go. Yeah. 30 minutes later, my heart's pumping. I'm like, I can't take this no more. I'm going hard. Hell Straight yeah. for the bathroom, man. I had to get it out of me. It's crazy. Uh, but, yeah, there's a throw-up wall. And it's, you know, I tell them people to keep going whenever they're working out. Always, you know. Like, you know what's called? Throwing up, that, that's okay, bro. Sweating and stuff, that's okay. Getting, like, a drink of water, dude, that's okay. Breathing heavily, like, resting. Get your breath back. That's okay. The only thing that's really not okay is quitting. Don't don't ever quit on yourself. It doesn't matter if you throw up. Recollect yourself. Come back and, and get back into it. But but don't give up. You know that's the only thing that's not okay. Everything else, man, is okay. If you got to go slower, go slower, man. But don't give up. You right. know, just keep yeah. going because you know that the next day you come in, you're gonna be better than you were yesterday. Yeah, you got to push through that shit. You're gonna push through it because mm-hmm. every time you do that, you're if you're one percent better. 
then you're just going to get 1% better. When you look up, you're like, oh, I'm actually 100% better than I was at that at that time. For and sure. That's what really matters, man, when you want to. That's how you build progress. That's how you build progress, yeah, man. Yeah. You just can't ever quit on yourself. For you know, sure. And you really, I, I like being in a position where I can help people just push to something that they could never thought that they might have been able to do. Like, yeah. working out is tough, man, and, like, it sucks. Nobody wants to fucking do it. If we could just all be in the best shape ever without having to run or mm-hmm. get pads, do anything, we would just do that. But, unfortunately, you can't. <laughs> you know, and yeah. it sucks. So just being someone that could just kind of help push people to that level, I mean, it's awesome because it's like, yo, you're actually, like, letting this person see within themselves that they can do it if they just put the effort. You know, and it's beautiful because I've been in a spot where I didn't think I could do shit, where I didn't feel like I was shit. I was a fat piece of shit, depressed, nothing. I didn't feel like anything until people pushed me and made me feel like I could. That's when it clicked in my head and I started to change something. So like if someone could be that light to me, I want to be that light to someone else. Yeah, man, to have the the support behind you is sometimes that little oomph you need, you know? Yeah. You know what they say, even eagles need a push. (laughs) (laughs) So f- <laughs> to follow that strict like environment you have, do you, are you on a diet or anything? Or yeah, so it's a pretty, it's a pretty cool diet, man. Uh, I wouldn't even know what to call it. Like, Jake was, are you like low carb, low this? I'm like, I guess so. Like, I'll do very small carbs like during the day uh, because that's gonna be my gas tank. That's gonna be my energy. If I know I'm gonna work out hard that day, I'll do some low carbs during the day. I'm always gonna eat like some healthy fats, like some avocados. Salmon is my best friend right now. Oh, okay. It's clean, it tastes really good. Um, and I'll do like chicken breast right there. <clears throat> yeah. I always want to do broccoli. Cauliflower rice is the way to go, especially in this game because everyone loves rice. But cauliflower rice, it's cauliflower, so you can eat it. It's not going to, you know, put that much fat and that weight on you. But it takes the form of rice and you can season it up so you kind of tricks your mind. Yeah. You know, to like make you think, oh, I'm eating rice right now. Dude, so I was that's a, a good way to I go. I was a vegetarian for like six or seven years. Really? And it's all about tricking your mind. Yeah. It that's is. all it is, man. That's all it is. And feeding your eyes. My coach yep. always tells me to feed your eyes. If you make those plates look bright mm-hmm. and beautiful, you're going to oh, I'm getting amazing food right now. Yep. I mean, and you really are. Like, I'm always throwing bell peppers the colored bell peppers it yeah. brightens up the plate it looks really really yeah. good orange ones the red ones you know what i mean you always need that asparagus that's going to be the way to go uh one thing that me and my roommate josh do does he's really good at this uh josh lopez you know him uh yeah uh, my roommate so he'll he'll just sit there and look up like all the stuff that we like like chicken tenders right he's like mm-hmm. what's the healthiest way i can make these so he uh, what he did was he got uh you know those crumbs the breadcrumbs for like the coconut shrimp like the really really light ones you know it's like nothing it's like there's no sodium in it it's just some breadcrumbs are like real real light and healthy okay. get some of that get some chicken breast uh got the egg yolk you know put that up put those breadcrumbs on there and air fry it so you're not having any grease on that bad boy and you're not having like too much breading on it yeah yeah super duper lean and they're delicious they taste better than like normal chicken strips. They're bomb, bro, and it's and they're good for you, man. It's just protein. Are you the second person to come on this podcast and talk about air fryer? Yeah, really? <laughs> I swear, dude. Air fryers are the way to go. I air fried my salmon uh, two nights in a row. Perfect salmon. Bro. Oh man, it's still juicy too. Yeah, you think it would make it dry? That motherfucker juicy. You pop up in that, bam! <laughs> Flavor, baby. I guess the air fryer is the move. The man. air fryer is the move because, like, think about it, man. We're tired. We're coming home. From the gym late, mm-hmm. some nights. And some nights, if we come home like too late, we're not eating that night. You know, you're not gonna eat, we're not gonna eat after 10. It's just gonna sit on you uh, when you're trying to cut weight. It's just better to just 
you know, eat in the morning, eat during the day, and then eat before the gym, and then just when you go home, you know, go to sleep. You know right. what I mean? But those nights where we get home a little bit earlier, let's say like 8.39, where we can get something, bro, you're tired as shit. You don't want to sit there and cook the whole thing with the pots and the pans. Just season that bad boy, throw in the air fryer, boom, you're done. You yeah. know what I mean? It just it makes, it makes sense. By the time you're out of the shower, it's done. You know, it's good for you. Um, quick and easy. Quick yeah. and easy, man. We could keep talking about I, food. Yeah, oh I do got to say, those chicken nuggets y'all made was pretty good. Yo, you had them. Yeah, yeah. he had them, yeah, bro. They, they, They're super good. Yeah. yeah. Breading. It's like, it's kind of sweet, but it's also like, it's not too salty. Was that at the little cookout y'all had the other day? Or? Uh, I think. Yeah, it was for the barbecue. Oh, we were. Uh, we did do a cookout the other day when yeah. we came back from Guatemala. Yeah. And I made some salmon. We made a bunch of uh, good food. Dude, we've been making some really, we always make really good food. Uh, yeah. That's what it comes down to is the food. You just got to eat smaller portions, you know, of healthy stuff, you know, the good the good stuff, the greens. So you're just watching what you eat basically. Just watch what you eat, man. It's yeah. all I feel like it's all in the kitchen. It all gets built in the kitchen. You can work out a lot. You can work out a shit ton, but if you go and eat like a bunch of crappy food with high sodium, you're just going to retain everything that you're trying to lose. Yep. You know, you're not going to really see the benefit of it but if you are in that kitchen and you eat eat the right stuff at the right time you're going to see the form your form is going to change drastically you know what i mean but you got to feed yourself uh the the right amount of nutrients or you're going to start killing your muscles so that's where it's like a, a balance you know you gotta you gotta be feeding yourself the right amount of good stuff man the right vitamins the right food if not you're going to be burning all your muscle and you're mm -hmm. just you're not going in the right direction absolutely man. yeah what kind of when you're in the gym training and everything? What, what kind of music are you listening to? Oh, dude! All right, man. It's a variety. The coaches usually pick the music. Uh, bro, lately, Crew has been on like some like a really good playlist. Yeah, bro. He was listening to Bones the other day. Okay, I heard some Xavier Wolf come on. Bro, he has some Ghost Man come on and Suicide Boys. I was like, what? What? <laughs> I was like, what's going on right now? Yeah. Bro? And I'll ask him about it. He's like, man, I just play it, bro. I don't even know what this is. Like, I don't listen to this. I'm like, what? Bro, this is, I love all this stuff. Yeah, right? I'd be like, hell yeah. All my shit right here. And then like, I don't know. I guess he knows, he secretly knows that we all like it. Yeah. So he plays all that stuff. Uh, but it's really whatever they are feeling that day. Right. A lot, a lot of, uh. Old school '90s like hardcore hip hop will come on like you want some Ghostface Killer, some Wu, some Wu Tang Clan. Right, you want right. something hard, you know? Oh, I think Wu Tang would be my go-to. That would be one of yeah. I yeah. love Wu Tang Clan because one, it's like they're coming in and it's Wu Tang Clan, so you know yeah. they're talking about kicking yeah, someone's yeah. ass in their oh, song. Yeah. And each one comes in like, well, what? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You just hitting the pass, yeah, motherfucker. Mr. Method, Method, yeah. you know, like yeah, <laughs> coming in hard, yeah, and then um. Oh, the other day during tie 30, this motherfucker was listening to nothing but straight Slipknot. Oh, he had okay. me going, bro. Slipknot, some corn was on there. Uh, he will listen to Tool sometimes in the gym as well. This sounds like my gym, man. Bro, yeah, like this is I, where I, you come. need to be. Yeah, yeah. Six to eight, and you stream it online at knowin.com slash now. It's even fun on the days where we'll play like it'll be like 80s or like some kind of like pop, like EDM that you know okay. what I mean. That like 
That rhythm is a that that kind of okay, stuff. Yeah, Those yeah. are fun too, because you just do, 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 do. Yeah. right, right. You kind of gets you in a good mood, gets you upbeat going, where you're having fun and you're doing the workout still. But because I guess the music's so upbeat, you feel like you're not in a way. You feel like you're just in there having fun. Yeah, yeah. And then by the time it's over, you're like, oh, I just did a whole hour, thirty minutes of working out. Or two hours or three hours, however long you were there. Right, right. That's how it is with skating, too, man. Yeah. You'll end up being that bitch skating four hours. You don't even like, realize yeah. the whole time you're drenched. You're working your, your calves. You're mm-hmm. working your thighs. Sweating through your clothes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. man. Dude, like, it, it helps, man, having that, that good energy. That yeah, good yeah, energy, for man, sure. For real. So it's really just a little bit of everything. We got a melting pot. It sounds like some good time or good yeah, tunes. I mean, good tunes. Yeah. It really is some good tunes. That's tight. Uh, tell me about your music, man. I mean, because you're not, not only fighter, but artist too oh yeah that's right i am an artist yeah because <laughs> you just had an album come out called ascension right yes sir it's called ascension ascension is the album name it's a a beautiful album man so i guess to talk about the album first and foremost ascension right uh so the cover of it is a picture of me uh, i'm laying down and there's candles around me jake actually uh, took the pictures and designed the whole album jake o'neill digital media jake O'Neill digital media yeah so it's a picture of me on the ground, right? And there's candles all around it. And then it's like a ghostly figure of myself rising up. Yeah, yeah. You know? So that's why it's called Ascension. It's about rising up. The whole theme of the album is just about uh, kind of me, my mindset, you know, my mental, my physical, emotional state, and how I just kind of rose up to a higher level, you know, in a sense. So as you listen to the album, you can kind of see uh, the characters and the theme of the album change throughout each you know, a couple of songs. Okay. So I'd say, like, maybe the first two songs are a little bit low. You know, they're a little bit, like, on some stupid shit. And then, like, let's say the next three songs, you're starting to, like, rise up and realize, okay, maybe the next four songs go a little bit down, and then the last one, he finally realizes what's going on. So as each song goes, it kind of changes the theme of the storyline of the album. No, I love an album. I love an album that has a journey, man, and some thought behind it, too, you know, because you can throw just six songs on a track or an album and be like, yeah, it's my album, you know, but when there's some thought behind it and shit like that, that's what really makes it like a project, you know? I like that. Yeah, so, man, it's a a really dope one, man. Like, I could give you, like, a... uh, Hold on real quick. Let me see. He said, yeah. No, I feel like on this one, I feel like the story really does fit you. Like, I feel like it's your story. This is one of the, like, first albums that I've heard from you where there's, I feel like there's been the most growth. And just knowing you, like, I guess in the process of you writing and everything, a lot of the stuff you talk about, I, I can remember and recall, like, when you, were, crazy. when you were struggling with that stuff. That's crazy so, that you say that. Damn. <laughs> Whoa. So, so it, it's pretty dope, man. It's, like, over the span of, like, a year from where you were, like, in some shit, and then you just completely, like, 180 and changed, like, switched your life around. I said Ascension, right? Yeah. That's crazy. And that's yeah. the whole concept of the album yeah. is to get better and it's, to rise above. It's wild. Dude, it's so wild that you yeah. mentioned that because, like, now I think back and I'm thinking about the album. A lot of these songs were made, and, like, everyone knows, like, this kind of thing happens in the music industry and a lot of industries. Uh, but they were kind of made, like, maybe a year or two years ago. Yeah. So it's like even the thought process has changed a lot since they were mm-hmm. made, but it's kind of cool just to see, like, the growth. Through well, it. It's like a journal almost. Yeah. Like a journal entry. It Pretty much. You know? Yeah, that's kind of wicked. Yeah. I never, yeah. never saw it like and, that. And in your head, you're still writing down where you would, like, basically that music, even though it was done before you actually achieved that goal, it was 
in your head is where you wanted to be, is where you wanted to go. That's and true. You actually achieved, yeah. it. achieved it, and you end. actually made that goal, and you actually reached it. That's a, Damn, that's so a good this, point, Jake. That's a good point. Yeah. So it's like the story is written as it was going. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it was meant to come out it was like meant that. To come out, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, like we started this thing in uh, during COVID, bro. That's how you know that um, the see songs are old. Like I remember right when COVID happened, I think we were at we were trying to go to MediaTek to record with you guys know Keaton. Yeah. I don't know if you know Keaton yeah. Keelan. Oh, yeah. So we were trying to go that's how you know this is all bro. I haven't seen I haven't even seen that fool in almost a year, right? Oh, yeah. This is crazy, right? I love how everybody goes to MediaTek around. Like anyone that's like they really trying to studio. I'm they telling you, dude, studio. they really do. Like I have been there recording with my band back in the day. And then uh, Ricky was on the other night. He was like, yeah, I was at my MediaTek recording. And now you're saying. Yeah, like, yeah. So I, I did a, I recorded, I recorded 50 North, 40 West. <laughs> it was a bonus track. I recorded that one over there and one other one. Uh, but most of them recorded with Boogie James, who yeah. was one of y'all's last guests. Yeah, yeah. Last yeah. guest. Shout out, Boogie James. Shout out, yeah. <laughs> uh, most of them were recorded at, uh, at his studio. But we were going over there, man, and I it was like over two years ago when I recorded 50 North, 40 West, and that wasn't even the first song that I recorded for this album. So it was like, yo, this was something that was in the making for real for a long time, and it finally just came back together, which was really nice. Yeah. Super cool, man. Well, the last two years have been like a blur anyway. It's so. been a blur for everybody. I mean, uh, you get a pass, man. I'm yeah, he said like, you yeah. get a pass. But you're right, though, man. A lot of shit sits for years. Five years sometimes. Yeah. I wrote I wrote all these songs like, and they were just in Boogie's laptop forever. And he would even tell me like, "Dude, are we even gonna are we ever gonna drop this album?" Yeah, I was like, "Yeah, dude," but the, and it was incomplete. Like maybe there was like four or five or six, and I'm like, "No, nah, it's not complete yet." Like, let's just. This is wait. Let me go through some more shit. I guess <laughs> I don't know. You gotta you gotta go through some shit to write yeah, about. Yeah, just like let me just wait. Cause yeah, I mean, there's nine tracks on it, and it's it's beautiful, man. Like it starts off like how everyone starts off, dumb kid partying, right, mm-hmm. having a good time. Then the dumb kid sees oh, like some a little bit of pains out there, a little bit of stress. I guess you would say like. It ain't easy out there in life, right? Yeah. Boom, he knows it ain't easy, but the young kid grows up a little bit. He gets mad, right? Gets upset. Start, you know, but he starts to formulate things, be like, okay, I have, like, something that I'm good at that I can ride with and use that, you know, for my game. You know, then the young kid feels pain. That's where that one interlude song, Pain, comes in. World kind of gets destroyed right there. Comes through. But through that pain... You know, like the rose that grew through concrete, you know, something beautiful comes up, and then that's where the bomb comes in. Mm. Comes back strong, comes back clean, everything's good, everything's mind is up, my mind is up, trying to get everyone else's minds up. And then from the back comes in, because now that your mind is up, your click's mind is up, and you guys are strong, we're coming in. That's where that from the back song comes in. Okay. And there's a song, uh, No Mo on there. This is kind of takes a sore little dip, too. Uh, because, you know, as you do have your click, you're strong, but things do happen to your click, right? So you got to remind these motherfuckers, hey, you ain't got to cry no more, man. It's going to be all right, bro. Every time that we struggle, we're going to get through it together. Like, that's kind of what that song goes through right there. And then how many times it's just, like, about how many times you go through the struggle, how many times, like, we ha- we're we going to go through, you know, failures, how many times we're going to fail, bro, because sure, sure. you don't fail, you're never going to succeed. You can't be afraid to fail. So just, like, remember... There's going to be 
time when your fucking nose is in shit, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It just happens, bro. That's life. Yeah, just get back up. But you just got to get back up, bro. Wipe that shit off and keep pushing. Mm-hmm. And then it goes to the bonus track, which is uh, 50 North, 40 West, which is the one that's leave them no witnesses. We ain't leaving no witnesses because it's just, yo, we back, bro. We back on top and we we here to just. What is that an address? 54th North? Uh, so it's honestly, it was, I got it from a movie. And I looked it up, and it's just like a vacant like place out in the ocean. No shit. So I was like, okay, I'll use that. It was uh. It's kind of cool. It was that movie, bro. Oh my god. What was that movie? Oh my god. It's a. Uh... I'll explain what the movie is, and I'll try to bring it up later if I can. All right, it's the movie where, I think um, Peel wrote this movie, um, Jordan Peel. It's a movie where it's a it's a black teacher and some lady. They meet up on like a Tinder date, and they something fucking weird happens, and a cop gets killed. Oh, I know what you're talking. about. You know about. what I'm talking yeah. about? Fuck, what's that? And then they're on the run. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. It, it's oh. damn it. I can't remember it either. I remember it. Yeah, but yeah. I, can't. I can. It's I can picture it in my head. I can picture the whole trailer and everything. If y'all know it, do yeah. it in the comments. Whatever. <laughs> I'm sure we'll put it in here. In we'll, yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll put it in there. But um. It's that movie that I got it from. There was like someone's like the address is fifty North Forty West, blah 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 blah, and I was like, oh cool, I'll write that down. It's Hell yeah, cool. that's all that was. Yeah. Do you get a lot of ideas like that on the fly? Yeah, honestly, man. I mean, stuff that like happens in life, I try to write down. Like I have notes randomly all of my. Dude, phone. I do too. I've got some weird like just random ideas and just what like is, just is, just thoughts that pop in my head and just just I'll just write them down real quick because I know that like they'll be relevant sometime somewhere or like. Need an idea about something, you know. Yeah, that's good that you do that, man, because yeah. that's where the most organic stuff's going to come from. Is that I think so, too. Because you know? you'll do the thing where you'll be like, oh, I'll remember that. Fuck no. No, you're not. No, you bro. won't. You have over, what I, do they say, like over 100,000 thoughts a day or yeah, something like that? I love that Kanye line where he's like, I forgot better shit than you ever wrote. Yeah. I love that line because it's true, man. It's I, true. I forgot better shit than y'all ever fucking thought of. I guarantee it. Yeah. I guarantee it. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. My neighbor used to say that to us when we were kids. <laughs> really? <laughs> Some shit, something along those lines. Yeah. Like I forgot more than you know, or something like that. Right. Like, right. I forgot more than you know. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a good like one some too. Dad shit, that right? is some dad shit. That is some yeah. dad shit. Yeah. Uh huh. That's so funny. Boy, get over here. I forget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but not like just just stuff like that. I mean gotta have those nuggets because especially later on especially when you're writing a song or something yeah exactly and you get like say you get like a brain freeze or a brain fart mm-hmm. it's always that you go into those notes and you're like oh snap hidden gem yep mend that in there real quick and boom you just got a whole nother little section you probably finished the song exactly and stuff like that or just any idea for any kind of design logo anything like that all that stuff like really matters man. yeah a lot of mine are uh, like questions i want to ask people yeah just throughout the day i'll be like oh fuck i write that down cuz i'm not going to remember it in the moment <laughs> you know that's a good one man that's yeah. that's always good Ooh, yeah real. dude uh, tell me about um this how did you get bartending man did you go to school for that or oh i didn't go to school for it uh so what Man, this is like... Because, like, I hear you, you make a good drink. You're not just, like, a regular bartender. You, no, like, like, you make, like, a good drink. No, I got... They say... Man, I never really called myself this at all, but my old uh, bar owner and... Uh, well, I became the bar manager, but the owner of the bar, whenever I started managing for him, he was like, oh, man, you're a true mixologist. I'm going to start calling you Mecca the mixologist. Like, yeah, yeah. That's he tight. threw that out there. I never claimed it just because, I mean... 
at the end of the day, I'm just mixing drinks. But I mean, I can see where it comes from because mixology it's different than just a Jack and Coke. It ain't yeah, no dude. Jack and Coke. There's a lot of uh, steps and a you know progress it comes to making a true uh, craft cocktail. Man, there is a lot that goes into it. Uh, but I would say, let's say. Let's fast forward or fast backwards. Let's rewind. I was like 18, 19, got out of high school, did the whole college thing, needed a job. So started in the industry, right? I started as like a little porter, right? I actually started working with Josh, who it oh, works okay. at the gym. Nice. Uh, so I was a little porter. I was a little shit kicker guy that cleans up puke and shit, like in nice. the club. Nice. Terrible, right? Mm-hmm. Cool job, though, for a young kid. A bunch of girls everywhere, a bunch of go-go girls, a bunch of cocktail waitresses. And you're just in there partying. Very right. toxic environment to be in, though. Right, right, right. <laughs> Tons of alcohol everywhere, right? Uh, so started doing that. Uh, got really good at it, though, man. Was really good at, like, getting people to, to buy bottles. I noticed was like, oh, I'm going to sell these bottles. If if I can get more, they're like, hey, we'll give you 100 bucks if you could, if you could sell a table or some shit like that. So I started doing it, man. Got really good at it. And the guy's like, yo. Or I was telling him, hey, these cocktail waitresses are making way more than me. I'm getting, like, nothing. Yeah, let me get some of that money over there. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> let me either get some of that money or let me be a server or something. Bet. Became a server. Did all that serving stuff. Moved up. Went to a different restaurant. Showed them that I could do it. And then ended up uh, bartending there. So I started bartending. I think my first actual bartending. Well, I worked at the Fat Rabbit and Mask over there in uh, was Uptown. doesn't exist anymore. It fucking closed down. Like, four or five this is five or six years ago right on this is when i was like yeah about 19 18 20 years old around there that bitch is close uh but i started really really getting it in over here at the saltgrass right so took over that stuff they had like a whole little program that they did i basically just took that shit over started making some dope drinks um shit it's hot outside well good thing i got some liquid death Y'all be sure to get you some liquid death. Stay cool out there. It's like 100 degrees outside right now. I'm sweating my ass off at work. Been trying to stay cool. Anyway, y'all get you some mountain water straight from the Alps. Skater owned company, so you know we're supporting it. What's up with that? They got the best merch in the game. Everything from dog toys to clothing. Just got me a sweet shirt in the mail. You're going to see it in an episode eventually. Anyway, y'all check it out. Liquid death. Really just reading the recipes and just trying... All the stuff, because I had all the stuff there, man. You got the limes, you got lemons, you got mangoes, you've got strawberries, blackberries, blueberries. You can order all the stuff you want. I mean, they made me bar manager, so I'm like, oh, let's order mint leaves. Uh, let's order, you know, let's order like everything. You know yeah. what I mean? Basically, so you can't really think about like, all the stuff. Free reign to do whatever you want, pretty but much. You have free reign to do whatever you want. Oh, I want this uh, Linderman's whatever bull crap. Or yeah. I want this fiery ginger puree. That shit's so or <laughs> pineapple puree. Right. So I have all this stuff. I'm reading all these recipes. a huge recipe book. I'm reading them all, and I'm just like, dude, I could do all this. I have all this stuff here. So I just started trying them and just kind of like testing the stuff out. So what I would do is I would get like some good regulars in there to come in, and I would just be like, hey, let's make you a cocktail. So I'd be like, hey, what's your favorite like flavor, Nick? Fuck. Uh, I like. What's your favorite fruit? Yeah, here we go. This, this is. Uh, so it's weird, dude. I ask all my guests like, what's like their favorite like sauce and shit, and you just flipped it on me. Yeah. <laughs> I see it works. No, I like uh, I like sour stuff. You like sour stuff? Yeah. Are you more of like uh, you like sour? Do you like lemon type sour? Do you berry. like lime? You like berry? Okay. It sounds gay as hell. No, 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 no. That's perfect. <laughs> you, like, you like cherries? You like raspberries and and sour? Okay. Uh, do you like spicy at all? Yeah, like a I, like bit. a mango margarita. 
Like with the chili on top? That's you don't tight. Like any kind of spice at all? Oh, man, not really. Okay, not, not really. Yeah, no spice. All right, so we got berry. We like sour. What do we? What do we have? What's our man? Or poison? Are we tequila guy. We a whiskey guy. We a vodka guy. Where are we at? Uh, tequila. Hey, I'm making. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, okay, I'm, okay, okay. The whole time you're talking, tequila. I'm getting set up. Tequila. Tequila. Boom. Tequila. I'm grabbing the tequila. Oh, a little bit of sour. Boom. So for him, he's gonna go with his tequila, right? He likes berries. I'll do blackberries with him with a little bit of fresh uh, lemon or lemon juice. That's going to add us that sour. Okay. All right, now I'm going to throw a little bit of sweet and sour in there just to sweeten it up a tad bit, a tad bit of agave just to give it a little bit sweeter. We're going to muddle fresh blackberries and the lemons in there and throw the tequila on top. All right, now we're going to put a fresh glass right here. We're going to shake that bad boy up. But before I do that, I'm going to put a little bit of sugar on the rim on the side just for a little accent piece. You know, it's going to make it look good. We're going to shake that bad boy up and throw it on top. Put a couple fresh blackberries on the top oh, as man. well with a little bit of lemon slice. It's gonna look, it's gonna come out kind of purpley. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's gonna look nice. It's gonna taste good. So you got tequila in there. It's the main flavor. It's gonna be about two ounces to two and a half ounces. I make my drinks pretty fucking strong. Right, right. So it's all it's pretty much like a martini pour. It's like three, three ounces of martini pour. So I'll do like two and a half um, for the most part. Sorry for all the bars I work for. <laughs> I don't think I've, I've never wanted to drink more in my life. Like uh, that, that sounds like perfect. Yeah, man. so you crazy. got two and a half ounces of tequila, about a 0.5 of agave, mm-hmm. uh, like about 0.25 of sweet and sour, just a little hit. You've got muddled fresh lo- uh, lemons and blackberries in the bottom as well, okay? And we're straining those out. All right, after you shake it up, it rises it up to the top. If for some reason it was off, I mean, I poured pretty well. My shaker tin is usually empty and the drink's all the way full. Okay. But if for any reason it was off, just throw a little bit more ice on top or hit it with a splash of soda, you know what I'm saying? Give it a little bubbly feel to it. Yeah. That mug is going to come out perfect for you. On a nice hot day, oof, it's going to be good. See, man, every time it's I go. very blast. Every time I go. There you go. I love yeah. it. Yeah, it sounds great. Signature sauce right Signature there. Signature sauce. So- you yeah. just have- See, that's a brand new cocktail that I've never made before, but that's your cocktail. So we would just make a cocktail just like that. Name it something cool and add that shit to the menu. And that's what I want. Every time I go to a bar, I'm like, man, just make me something. I don't know what the fuck I want. Like, People, and dude, I, I would, other bartenders would be fucking mad to work. Because they don't like that. They don't want to do that yeah, shit. Yeah, they don't want to do that. And they would just be like, Mecca, come over here and do this shit. Yeah. They're asking for, I don't know, how to, I don't want to do that shit. I'm like, you would just be creative. Because nine times out of the ten, if you're a good bartender, man, you're, whatever you make, it's going to taste good. This yeah. motherfucker doesn't know what the fuck I'm doing back here. No, you're right. He could have literally told me he wanted this. I could have not made it for him. And he's going to be like, oh, shit, that's good. Yeah, you could have just. Not what I, it's not what I wanted, but it's fucking good. I ain't going to complain. Right. You could delicious. make the same old shit you make the, the, I made, the last I guy. I could have you the same shit and yeah. made, made the color just a little different. Right, right. And he, you know what I mean? <laughs> hey, but it's that connection you feel. Damn, you just made me personalized drinks. And that's what I was known for at uh, 311 Kitchen and Cocktails where I worked for. Um, I had set up the whole entire cocktail menu uh, on the side because we had a normal menu and then we had like a like a player menu that I would do. So these would yeah. be cocktails that were like, let's say, 10 or 8 bucks. You know what I mean? Because you got your fancy bullshit over here and then you got that player menu that you can always get. But these are all craft cocktails that I made up. So there's going to be awesome original recipes. But if you were, like, dope and I thought you were cool, or if I just wanted to play around, I would do that same thing I just did for you. Yeah. That personalized cocktail. That shit, people love that shit, man. It gets them in tune. 
to their drink. They want to take a picture with it. They yeah. tell their friends about it. Right. I name it after them. This is the Jennifer. They fucking eat it up. Dude. Yeah. It's fun, man. They're probably tipping you great. And they tip you great because yeah. you just give them that experience. And especially in that area in the West End where I worked, um, there was a tourist area, a major tourist area at the time. So anyone that was coming to Dallas, uh, they were going to hit Deep Elm. They're going to hit Uptown. They're going to hit West End, though, as well because the – those museums are all right there in that right, area. Right, right. Then those bars are walking distance as well too. Um, so you're getting people from out of town, um, from Europe. I saw a lot of people from Europe, from Japan, dude. It was really weird, uh, especially like when when they opened the new Toyota factory or whatever. A lot of people from Japan and California were coming by. Just a lot of people from everywhere. So you give them that experience in that bar, those tips are going up, dude. Yeah, right. Way up, and it, it is fun for me to just be creative and like. Yeah, it seems like you enjoy the hell out of it. I do, dude. It's fun, dude. It's a lot of fun. I kind of miss bartending for that aspect. Right. I like. I don't miss the speed bar. I mean, that's fun. Whatever. Dealing with like college kids, I didn't really like it that much because they're they're rude sometimes. Oh well, yeah. Um, actually, a lot of the time. Yeah. What, rude, what do you mean? Like, they don't fucking tip that well. Yeah. So we have to grab these fuckers, and they're like trying to steal your beer. They're trying to steal your bottles. There's always fights. I'm like, dude. Why do you guys got to fight here? Just go outside. and You guys both don't even want to fight each other. It's just y'all yeah. are just making a scene for no reason. Tearing up my bar. I would hate that shit. That stuff I could not do. But like the intimate, the, the crafting someone's cocktail, getting to know them, kind of talk to them. That stuff right. is really fun. I really like that. Yeah. No, that's that's what everyone wants when they go to a bar, man. Yeah, dude, you, you want that. And I, I wish that like if I – because I, right now I don't currently drink – but whenever I do again, I probably will eventually. I would want fucking someone to make me a drink, like how I used to make drinks. Yeah, dude. Well, even though you don't drink, like whenever we get to the point where we start throwing these events, you got to help us come up with some menus. Oh, I'll make the whole menu. I was just, I was just I thinking could, that. I could yeah. make the whole menu. Yeah. And, uh, what we could do is either we could get one of us, like, shit, I don't see I don't see why, like, anyone from the gym, like Josh or someone, wouldn't mind bartending it. I mean, he could do the same fucking thing. Yeah, I learned half, most of the shit I know I learned from this motherfucker, okay. so he'll do it too. I mean, I learned, I learned a lot from everybody. I'm like a sponge, man. I'm gonna learn from whoever's around me. That's just what it is, and in, in anything that we do, doesn't matter what it is. You can teach me how to run these lights, man. I'm gonna learn it. You know, that's just right. the kind of person I am. Because why not, man? Knowledge is power. Knowledge is key. Yeah, get it any way you get, can. Get man. it any way you can. Yeah. Um, but get yeah, in where I you fit mind in. Doing that, we could make a whole fucking menu easily. I wouldn't mind making drinks for the event. And performing for the event as well. Oh, speaking of the event, real quick, like uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it now. Like we're we're kind of planning an event. Be on the lookout for that. It's gonna be months down the road, but we're just something brewing. It's, we're working on we something. Got stuff cooking. Yeah. We're talking about skaters. We're talking about vendors, right? We're yeah. Talking about t-shirts, everything, shops. We're talking about hip hop artists, rock artists, punk artists, whole bands, live music. I mean, a big event that we're going to be throwing down together in a couple months. So be in the works for that. You yeah, know, yeah. your boy's going to be included in that as well. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm saying? If you remember back in about, oh, man, it was like eight years ago now when Woodgrain was popping, we used to put on an event like every year, a really big event every year. And that shit was, I don't want to say legendary, but everyone fucking came out. Yeah, and then it was it was, a, it was a big fucking deal. You know what I'm saying? Like, But we had a good time, and we're going to start doing that shit again. So just be on the lookout for that shit, man. We're coming back around. Chance for us to do it even bigger and better. I mean, we're only getting better at our crafts. Yeah. Everyone, like, all of our friends are really artistic and really creative. And have put a lot of time in what they do. 
So just to have an opportunity to showcase that is going to be wild. Oh, for sure, yeah. We're all 10 years older and 10 years wider. Yeah, right? It's kind of wild. We've really been in the game for that long, Mm -hmm. you know? And we got more skills, we got more resources, we got more connections. Yeah. Uh, we we're, Everybody has, like, a similar mindset, mm-hmm. so we can all just bring everything that we, uh, like, provide and just make a big collective out of it. I think you're on or something. I think what we wanted to do back then, like, is obtainable now. It, it still is. Yeah. It's, just that, it's obtainable. It's yeah. just that everybody, like, I feel like it was so sporadic and people were figuring out who they were. Who they were at the yep. time. And, like, who now they that were we've, as we're, artists and, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Like yeah. we're all now grown that we're up, all homed in. We're older, bro. We got it going. I feel yeah. like it's the right time. It's the right time, man. It's the right yeah. time to start it back up, man. For yeah. sure. Do you feel like you're in a pretty carefree time in your life right now? Carefree? I wouldn't say carefree is the way I would put it because, like, I mean, I'm on a strict schedule. Every so my schedule. If I'm not, because uh, Josh and I are contractors as well. I work with him. We do painting and stuff. Oh, okay, right on. Uh, so if we're not freaking busting houses during the day. Uh, we're going to be training during the day at the home, getting stuff ready for the week. Uh, but if we're busting houses, we're busting houses during the day up until about five or six, depending on what's going on. Then we bust our ass, haul ass to the gym. We'll be coming in that gym with paint on us still from the house or whatever. Yeah. So we bust our ass for three hours or so. However long we're going to be in the gym for, depending on if we catch the classes because they're at different times. But we're going to be in the gym every day, no doubt about that. Uh, so that's pretty much from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we're in that gym, busting balls and at work. Saturday, uh, it's kind of like a rest day. We'll do a little bit of word work and bag work. We have uh, pads and a bag in our garage. So we have our own little home gym as well. Right. So we'll do some bag work or working on Saturday mornings and then kind of rest that Saturday evening, eat food, you know, because the only thing we can really do to have fun uh, while you're in fight camp. Uh, and then on Sunday, if we're not doing road work with the uh, what we call the garage gang, it's going to be guys that are like have events coming up. Let's say they have a – like right now we have TVAs coming up. The guys we had uh, for Guatemala, we had them for Garage Gang. Okay. Probably going to do the same thing uh, for the next event that we do have coming in the works. Can't talk about it just yet. Uh, but what we do is we'll get some of the guys to, to our gym, our little home gym, and we'll do road work together. Uh, and then we'll do uh, like a little pad section. We'll go over all the techniques that we've learned through that week, slow-mo them down, and perfect them on Sunday. Oh. So we don't do, like, too much crazy. Well, I say that, but I get a little hype. I'll drink a bang or something. Yeah. I'll, I'll be like, let's go, let's go, crank out, 50 kicks. <laughs> and well, I, sometimes I, I fucking drain the guys out on Sundays. I try not to, though, just so they can get, like, an actual day to rest. Yeah. It's hard not to, though. When you get in the mood, you just want to train. Uh, so the road work consists of uh, we'll do – 15 to 20, depending on how much we want, mm-hmm. sprints for all the whole football field. So God you run damn. a football field, a sprinting that whole football field once, you go that way, that's one, go back, that's two, and then boom. So we'll just do it like that. 15 or 20. And then, uh, you know, I don't know if you guys remember the little football things, the little the, the, oh, the sleds? Hit. Yeah. The sleds. Yeah, yeah I can't yeah, think like of that. it for some reason. We'll hit the sleds, too. Like, we'll bah, 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 hit the sleds. We'll try to do, I think we were doing, like, 50s or 40s. 40-yard line. Right. Or 30-yard line. So we'll yeah. go, bam, do that. Boom, he'll go. Then you'll go. Then he'll go. Then I go until we go all the way back. And then all the way there. And then all the way back. And then we'll just keep doing that until we're pretty much tired. I kind of lose count on those. Yeah. I try to do at least five. Uh, that way I know I did, like, a little bit over a football field of the sled. Oh, that makes sense. Try yeah. to do at least uh, that many. Uh, so we'll do those, and that's just the road work. And then we'll go to the gym, and then we'll do, like, a whole 
another little warm-up session and then go over a bunch of techniques and then do pad work right there. Yeah, she just no days off. No days off. But, like, except for, like, today and last week, we had the car wash fundraiser. Yeah, yeah. Which y'all got to be tuning in. We're doing all kinds of fundraisers. I don't yeah, know what y'all check out the, out. check out the but fundraisers. Yeah, we check all of my stuff. Rojas Muay Thai. Uh, Instagram.com, I'm on music at Instagram.com, and oh, I don't know why I'm saying dot com. Dot com. EMP at Instagram. You know, I'm, that's going to be the Instagrams right there. But uh, except for like this weekend, of course, we had to do the car wash. Right, right. Uh, but that's usually what my week is like. So it's not really carefree. It's kind of set for me each week. I kind of have like a, a plan of what I'm going to do. But as far as like my stress level, um, no, I'm not stressed out, man, because I, I mean, I kind of know what my path is. Right. I'm not stressed out because I, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. I'm going to go to work. I'm going to go get my bread, go get my money. Then I'm going to come home and I'm going to train and take care of what I need to be taken care of. You know what I mean? And then during the day, let's say, like, I don't have to work one day. Well, I'm doing stuff for me. I'm writing my music. I'm getting my beats together. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be making beats. Writing. Just always moving. Yeah, always moving, man. Making little guitar licks that I'm going to later go record. Or you play guitar? Stuff. Yeah, bro. No shit. You know? Yeah, nah. I play guitar, bro. Oh, man. Yeah, I play guitar, bass, and I can play drums a little bit. What the fuck? I suck at keys, though. I, I, I wish I was better at the piano. I'm trying to translate the guitar to the piano. It's the same instrument, but it's fucking not. Yeah, it's, it's d- yeah. different. I know same, what you mean. Same, like, keys, but you know what I mean. Yeah, it's yeah. It's still different. Um, How long have you been playing guitar? Dude, I started guitar when I was 13 years old. Papa brought me an Ibanez uh, Geo guitar. Hell yeah. I just I just gave Slick Rick one of those, dude. I had really? I had an Ibanez Geo sitting right here. Nice. Yeah. Nice, man. That's pretty sick. Oh, yeah, I did see he was uh, on uh, on here last week. Yeah, he was on last the, week. Yeah, last week. On yeah, Monday, actually. That's what's up, yeah. dude. Yeah, so, uh, like, that's, I mean, that's basically it. My schedule's pretty packed. I mean, I'm single now. I don't have no, no woman to really, like, be with or talk to or right. none of that shit. So there's really no distractions, you know, for me. It's just, like, go and grind and then grind on what you need to do. I mean, I've already wasted. To me, I feel like, okay, yeah, you have to go through that stuff to learn. But at the same time, it's like, yo, I wasted a lot of time doing some shit I probably shouldn't have been doing. Mm. And that's some stuff for the youth. If there's any youth that watch this, don't waste your time on, on like, toxic friends or toxic girlfriend, nothing like that. Focus on yourself and try the stuff that you love now while you're young because there's no consequences. You can fail a shit ton of times. It's true. And, and you have more time to, to succeed and, like, learn from your failures. Because if you're going to wait till you're older, it's going to be a lot harder. Let, let's say – It'll be a lot more detrimental, A too. lot more detrimental yeah. if you do fail because you have a lot more responsibilities. Like, oh, yeah. remember – you got to pay bills now. Let's say you yeah. fuck up and you get a girl pregnant and you got a kid. not saying that's wrong, but that's a responsibility that you're going to have to do. You might not have time for your dream. Or you get into trouble with the law or some stupid shit like that. Now you're having to pay Uncle Sam or yeah. freaking Dallas PD. Nah, you don't want to do all that stuff, man. So stay away from toxic bullshit, toxic people, people that are not moving forward in your life, bro. You got to cut them out so you can move forward and you want to do that now. Now, while you're young. And you know it's never too late to start. So even if you're not young, still do it. Because you can still move forward. For real. But like I said, I feel like I wasted time. I feel like I wasted probably six years of my life. Right. That's a long fucking time. It goes by quick, man. That's a quick. It went by quick. Mm-hmm. I still feel young, and that's why I'm still like encouraged to do this stuff. But that sucks, dude. So like right now, tight schedule, but it's stress-free. With, yeah. t- with that tight schedule and you moving so quick all the time, do you experience time pretty quickly, or what's time kind of – Time is – Does it go is slow? Really like, I mean, time 
is all about perception. Time is really just made up anyway, right? Right. <laughs> but, no, I feel like time is going by way faster. My life's going by quick. I feel like, uh, you see that movie Click? Adam Sandler? Yeah. I feel like I accidentally pushed the fast forward button on yeah, and dude. get it to go off. That's how I feel, too. It's... Yeah. Like, dude, I, I'm thinking... I was just in Guatemala not that long ago in a foreign country fighting. Mm -hmm. I'm already back, and I'm literally about to leave, not this Monday, but I think next Monday, to go on an, a whole for to leave for a whole another week to do a whole other tournament. And Hell once yeah. I get back from that, probably not even four weeks, three or four weeks, we're going somewhere else to do another fight. You know what I mean? Life is going by fast. That's it's good. That's good though, man. Yeah, dude. I feel like when you're on that in the real just grind of life, and you're in that vein of getting shit done, just time. It's the best. It's the best. Time just flies in that 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 vein for some it's, reason. It's the best. I mean, yeah. it does. I mean, back whenever I was doing more shows, especially back before COVID, that's how I was doing those shows. It was basically what every twenty days or every thirty days, and every time I did a show back to back, more people were coming to the fucking shows. Like, mm -hmm. let's say I brought, I don't know, 50 this one. Well, the next one, it was like 75. Next one, it's like 100. And it was, dude, we were killing shit, bro. Yeah, yeah. Whenever we were hitting it, boom, 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 like that. And when you're in the sauce, when you're in the pocket, you got to stay in the pocket. You baby. have to, man. You got to stay in it, man. Because mm -hmm. as soon as you let off that gas, you, you kind of fuck up. And you lose that momentum. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's, you can bring it back up, but who wants to bring it back up? Yeah. You know? You might as well just keep it rolling, baby. Yeah. yeah so no, I totally agree with that, man. Once you let us that gas and the momentum dies, it's hard it's to a get tough it back. One, bro. It's a tough one. I tell you what, your boy was over two hundred pounds at one point. Me. Right. Over two hundred pounds. I let off the gas. I fucked up. Mm -hmm. I wasn't doing shit with myself. Just let it go, huh? I let it all go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you walk around now that? What's your fight weight? Um I fight at 135, 140, 145 most. And you were 200? I was 200. I Right now, I probably weigh, I drank a bunch of water today. To be honest, I probably weigh 145 right now. Right. A lot of people, a lot of fighters don't want to talk about what they walk around at. Dude, I don't walk around heavy like that. Right. You don't, you know what I mean? So you're pretty close to your fight weight. Pretty close. You want to stay ready all the time. Man. Right. That's, that's our, our motto. Gyms, my coaches, they always say that, man. You stay ready so you don't have to get ready. You know, you should always be ready. That's right. That's, that's why I don't even like to call these fight camps because this is just kind of how I train now. It's not a camp because a camp is, okay, eight weeks you're going to do this or six weeks you're going to do this. No, dude, I've been doing this shit since, since I got back. Like, man, since we did the MDLs, which was, I don't know, probably like nine months ago, eight months ago, probably nine or ten months ago when I came back and started actually going hard. Maybe longer, maybe 11, 12. I know it's been probably close to a year. But I've just been staying in it, staying with the diet, staying in the fight camps. The, the reason why it's a fight camp is because you're training a hell of a lot harder in every single fucking day. That's yeah. why it's called that, and you're doing a lot more extensive training, and your training is geared for the fight. So that's where it gets the name. The yeah, fight. you're learning, like, different positions, different positions different based things, on your opponent. Well, right. based on the opponent, really, uh, based on just, you know, the conditions and how good that you need to be at that time. Gotcha. You know, just based on everything, the whole condition, yeah. where you're going to fight, stuff like that, uh, and the time frame. You know, you need to be, okay, if it's two, three weeks in, you need to be closer to your weight by this time, and then you need to be closer to your weight by this time. Now, we're getting this 
we're two weeks away. Now you need to be cutting this out of your diet. This stuff right there. I got you. I got so you. everything has its place. Uh, that's why it's gonna be called like a fight camp. Yeah. But it, you know, I think about it, it's like, man, I've just been going, 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 going. There's no like stopping. Like maybe I'll get like a break where it's like, okay, maybe I could sneak like one cheeseburger in here <laughs> once. But, a little but cheap there's meal. really not really. <laughs> but like, there's really not any. There's really no time for that. You yeah. Know? Uh, but you know, you just keep it kind of going so that, you know, like you say, you're not, you're not off the brakes. Uh, but once you get there, I mean, you kind of just get used to it and it just becomes life. It becomes easier. It's not such a hassle. People think it's, it's really fucking hard. I mean, it can be if you let it be, you know what I mean? But it, I could see how, you know, yeah. if you, you can, it can be dude, if you let it be, but if you're think yourself, Hey, I'm giving myself the best food, the best nutrients, the best health. I mean, wh- how am I really hurting myself? Okay, you, yeah, you might I, just be losing time. Yeah, you know, maybe. that's about it. But, but health is wealth, man. Health is wealth, man. It really is. It's like, and you don't have to be extreme and like do it in a fighter's way. If you just do like the bare minimum for a couple years, imagine how good you're going to feel and look by the time you're... Well, how do you feel, Jake? You've been there for... Dude, I feel great. Honestly, all the time that I've spent there, I know that I've put a lot off since I've been there. Yeah. But all the time that I've spent there, um, honestly, I feel like it's an investment. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like like the health is wealth thing. I feel like yeah, it's yeah. me investing my time, my energy, and I feel like it's bringing me more energy. I feel a lot more positive. I feel like it's like transforming everything. Uh, when I started keto, I did a 30-day keto class. Oh, yeah, you were telling before me. Before I actually signed up for the gym. And I started out at 217, and now I'm at 183. Ooh, so Coming down. Yeah, coming down. Yeah. Coming down. And it's only been about, like, it's been a little over 60 days. But I, I'm not on keto right now. I, I broke it. I did, like, 54 days. and I, That's a long time. I kept time, it man. while I was still doing the tight 30s to make sure that, like, you burn in that, yeah. man. Yeah, but I, I recommend, like, the Thai 30 class and the Muay Thai class. Like, if you can hang in there for the hour Muay Thai, you can hang in there for, for the, the 30 for the thirty minute, you're going to be in incredible shape. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you say, why would you recommend both, Jake? I recommend both because, like, there's no reason not to. Ah, right? why, why, why wouldn't you? Why you're, wouldn't you? You're paying for a monthly membership. You can inc- you you can sign up for as many classes as you as want. As many as you want. Oh, no shit. They, the only thing they yeah. charge for is the one-on-ones. Okay. And the one-on-ones are still great because you get, you get that private yeah, And you can lesson. pick who you want to be your trainer. Right. So I can, and, and they're lacing you up with shorts and all that shit, right? Yeah, you yeah, you get you start off with I think it's shorts. What do they give you? Do they give shorts, you gloves, gloves? Uh, shin guards and that's it. Yeah, you get laced up, man. So you're pretty square when you start off. When I started it wasn't like that. So y'all, <laughs> y'all the good stuff. No, nah, man. man. Y'all, y'all, y'all I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Y'all, y'all take care of people. Like, that's yeah, how bro, you know that it's, it's love. It's the gym's coming up man. obviously. It's and we have we have come up and that gym's been through a lot. You know, I mean, just like any other business during when COVID hit, like all other businesses, a lot of them were like, fuck, what are we going to do? Scared that you're going to have to close the doors. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And just to see it grow through not only that, but everything else we've been through as a gym and as a family. I mean, it's a blessing, bro. That place is a true blessing. And like people have blessed us when we bless them back. It's just all blessings, man. Yeah. It's all blessing. It's all just good energy in that place. When you walk in there. It warms my heart to hear people like go to different other Muay Thai schools or gyms or MMA gyms, and they come here and they're like, 
hey, I chose this place because it felt warm when I came here. It felt right. like a community. It, does. it felt like family. I need to get my ass over there. Man. Yeah, I do. I really you do. do. It's, it's <laughs> a really, it, man. It's a and cool it, experience. It, I ain't going to sugarcoat it. It ain't nothing soft in there, though. I ain't looking it's for soft. It's I'm willing to put it in the work. It is tough. You you'll know? see my coach. She's a, a little beautiful Hawaiian lady. She is the toughest person Dude, you'll ever meet. She bangs, bro. In my, yeah. in my crew. <laughs> Yeah. You'll, you'll see him. You're going to think he's like one of us, like a skater dude, like the chillest guy ever. He's real soft-spoken. That motherfucker bangs. Yeah. That is a tough head, dude, right? man. Yeah. He's got oh, – they're both so strong, dude. Yeah, so strong. So humble, man. The nicest people you ever meet. So fucking tough, though. When it's ready to work, they're going to work you, and it, it's going to be everything that you want and that you expect from a martial arts gym, yeah. especially a martial art like Muay Thai, being one of the most lethal – Ones that you want, you want trainers like that that are going to yeah. not sugarcoat it for you. Because yeah. if you get into some shit in the street or if you actually want to compete, you better be ready for that smoke, man. Yeah, they remind Girl. they remind you in the gym that you don't drill like you're playing. You drill like that person's actually trying to kill you. Yep. And that's how you, how you play. Yeah, yeah and it, there's a lot of explosiveness in the training. Like, mm -hmm. whenever you first start out, you don't really expect to be or have to be that explosive. Mm -hmm. but do uh, when you go through the tight thirties, you do a lot of like the the hand ladders and like some Ooh, of the push ups. The ball slams is yeah, one of the them. ball slams. They have Get a lot of explosive swings. workouts that help you become more explosive as a fighter. Oh, okay. So it comes easily. Like yeah. I, when you first start, you're not really that explosive, but after you do the workouts for a while, like it just comes naturally. You just start banging. Yeah. 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 The the cool thing about it is, I'm glad that you mentioned that, man, because if you think about it, it's like okay. Muay Thai, it's like teaching you what to do with your weapons, right? How to yep. use them. The Thai 30 is like, that's the blacksmith, all right? He's going to sharpen up the weapons. He's yeah. getting all the weapons strong. So you're getting your thighs strong. You need that. Elbows, biceps, all this strong. Chest strong. All that oh, explosiveness. Yeah. So that you can do those techniques better, you know, faster, harder, stronger, more rapidly and consistent the proper way. So it's good that Jake's telling you, you got to just do both of them, man. It's, you have it's, to. You have to. I mean, you yeah. get your money's worth that way too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get your money's worth that way, man. Mm -hmm. It's it's fun. We're playing good music, and <laughs> like now, like I was saying earlier, it's like a lot of my friends are starting to join. Um, it's like I'm just in there working out with my friends. That's awesome. And we're though, just right? having fun. Yeah. And like even the people that I don't know from like the streets or whatever that are there, well, we work out so much every day. Like we've become friends and family too. So right, right. It's just that community is there with you. So it's just a whole lot of. Fun. That's how it is at work, man. Like yeah. I, I got all my friends on at work too. So yeah. it's just like it's having the all the homies thing. up there. You know? well, we're in the shit together. So fuck it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, straight up, straight yes, up. Like you might as well love it. Yeah. Like, we're all here together, right? right? Like, <laughs> you're never gonna leave a workout. Like it doesn't matter if it's Muay Thai or anything. You're never gonna leave that workout not feel good about yourself. Yeah. No. You know? I get you that. Did something. Even if you didn't have a good day, even if your day sucked, like, man, I did something today. Still mm -hmm. finished. You still finished your day yeah. strong and you still feel good. And then, like, you look around and you see your coworkers aren't going to be there with you and, like, family or whatever. Like, man, you kind of have a sense of pride. Not like anything cocky or anything, but you're like, hey, I'm actually doing something. I'm yeah. in here training. I'm, you know, working hard with. With these killers in here. Yeah, you're doing and something. And you become a killer, too. And, and Straight the up. Day, you know, kind of makes you feel good. It gives you something to be proud about, you know? For sure. It's, it's better than sitting at home doing nothing. It's better than sitting at home doing nothing, man. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, and if you're somebody that doesn't work out a lot and you don't really know what you're capable of, 
it gives you a, a like a sense of confidence and it gives you a sense of like knowing what your abilities are. Yes. So after a while you start to get in tune with your body, you start to connect and exactly. you, you, you start to learn more and you, you grow a lot. And that's the beauty. Like when I see that spark in someone's eyes when mm -hmm. they're like, oh crap, I get it now. Yeah. Or like, wow, I can actually, or look how much weight I lost. Like we're always checking up on the, on the guys. Like it's just something we do. I, I guess we're like a bunch of girls for this. I don't know. They make fun of us for it because we weigh ourselves so fucking much. Yeah. <laughs> but when the guys are like, dude, I lost five pounds this week. Or man, I'm down 20 pounds. We're just like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's go. I oh, mean, yeah. that that's like what, you know, drives me to just keep going and keep pushing and seeing all my other guys and the, and the women in there. Like succeeding and doing well. Oh, so y'all do have women there. We have a ton of women, dude. Uh, it's it's all hey, and they don't segregate. Like you're gonna be fighting chicks we, too. Yeah, you train with women. Uh, oh, so you might get your ass kicked by some you chick. Get your you ass will. kicked by a woman. <laughs> oh or a no way. Girl. We've got girls in there, 14, 15 yeah. that train too. Yep. Uh, so let me tell you, we've got women and children. We have a whole children's program. Okay. Uh, that's in there. I believe the ages are like from when they can walk up until. Uh, they're like 16. So basically, it, when them gloves can fit on, when them gloves can you're, fit you're on, ready to fight. <laughs> We've got a little. She's so sweet. The little girl. Um, her. She's her name starts with a D. Uh, she's so sweet. I just want to say her name because I don't. Yeah, know. Yeah, you don't need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she's such so sweet. She's like this big, bro. And she puts on these little blue gloves. Mm -hmm. and we got her with the focus mix. And she's just bing, bing, just <laughs> and watching the other little kids and just copying them. She has her little legs. Boom for the little kicks. That's so sweet. Yeah, that's cute. Thing, dude. Cuteness overloader. One of my uh, my fighters, um, my buddy Jacoby, he's got his little son. And then there'll be like another little kid there. And they'll get these little kids to <laughs> oh, spar. Man. And they'll be like, they'll look at each other, hit each other, and look. They're like, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's go. And they're just hitting each other, like barely touching each other, man. Yeah. It's like the cutest little thing. We teach them little combos and like, it's cool how their brain works because children, they soak up everything. They're sponges, so man. So they are. So you teach them the combo, go over it a few times. By the end of the class, they'll be doing the combo clean. They'll do it, bro. Whatever you tell them to do, they're going to copy it. Mm -hmm. It's freaking awesome. You teach them young, man. You teach kid, them young. Kids will excel and stuff. Yeah. So there, there's the, the kids, they're, they're freaking, we've got kids that compete. We've actually got, I think there's one or two that are going to do the tournament with us. The That's TVA. sick, man. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we've actually got um, Kalel. He actually won uh, TBAs. He's a B&L son, uh, my crew in Kumu, the uh -huh. teachers. He actually won uh, TBA belts on the wall at the gym. I think it was like last year or the year before. And another uh, kid, actually, as well, uh, Carlos, uh, won a belt as well. It's on the gym as well. So the kids are pretty freaking clutch. Yeah. Man. The kids are really good. They train just as much as we do. Every day, uh, there's a kid's class. Uh, so they're uh, going to be right before the adults' classes. Right, right. And the adults go in with the uh, women. The women in, are in the adults' class as well, obviously. And those are integrated. But every mm -hmm. Wednesday, we have what we call a we class. So that's going to be women empowerment class. So that's the day that the gym is divided. So the guys will go over and spar. That's like our sparring day. Oh, okay. And Vanessa will actually take a hold of that wee class and teach all the women. Uh, so it's pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah. Watch them get down. And then what she'll do is she'll take the cones off, and then she'll let us all spar. So we'll integrate and all spar with the women as man, well. Man, I think I need to get my, my whole family up involved You should, in this. man. Like, <laughs> you can. You got the kids. Yeah. You got a kids class. Your wife, she can come in there too. I'm saying, man. You know what I mean? Everybody. And, it's like everybody. It's for everyone, and it's it's in the makeup of the gym. You've got a father, you've got the mother, and mm -hmm. you've got the son, bro. It's all there. Yeah. You know, dad, 
wife, yeah. kids. We got them all for you. No, I'm playing, man. Uh, but it's cool. The thing about the uh, women empowerment is they have a ton of cool gear. I should have worn one of those shirts. They're really sick. And we also do um, little, like, seminars and, like, awesome little, like, oh, okay. type of things for the women. We'll have, like, a women's group, uh, like, on, say, like, Saturday. They do, like, a whole women's class. They'll bring in, like, a guest from somewhere else, and they'll do, like, a little portion of right. gym, and then they'll do some pad work. And it'll be all women. And then the women get to be served by the men of Rojas. So we'll come, we'll serve them grapes, we'll make them mimosas and stuff like hey. that. There'll be a DJ and stuff like that. Just kind of like, oh, have yeah, some fun, my, you know? my girl would be all for this. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Just like a day for us to kind of appreciate the women that train with us because they do cool support us yeah. and what we do and we want to support them. And it's for, for all the women, man. Like, you yeah. can bring anybody on that day to just drop in, you know, and just have some fun, learn some Muay Thai, get a good workout in. <laughs> Drink some mimosas. <laughs> mimosas and Muay Thai. Mimosas yeah. and Muay Thai. I like that. From oh, yeah. Mecca. Hey, no, I'm yeah. kidding. <laughs> Man, speaking of seminars, what's up with this Rod Tane? Ooh. Because I, I, this is one of the first people that I watched when oh I started watching God. when I started watching one and when I started looking up Muay Thai and I started looking up techniques. This guy's technique stands out so much to me compared to anybody else. The dude is a banger. So, Rod Tang. Jeez. So, I don't know if you guys know Muay Thai. Most of my friends don't, and that's okay. I was thinking I need another one of these, too. Go ahead, man. Is that cool? Hey, it reminds me back in the day, like, drinking a beer, you know? That's yeah. what Tall boy. Like. That's yeah. what it feels like. Tall boy is still reserved. But just water. Liquid death. Sparkling water. What's up with it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, y'all going to have to school me. I don't know what y'all talking that's about. That's refreshing. Oh, Rod Tang. Yeah. Uh, he was that – did I not show you that the other day? I mm, thought I showed you a maybe. video of uh, – he's this uh, – I don't know exactly where he's from. He's it's, from Thailand. Yeah, I thought so. And he, he seems like his style is the original of what Muay Thai should be. Oh, okay. Um, he – not only does he – he respects every single one of his uh, opponents – uh, he's always very respectful. Every time they, they get knocked down, he helps them back. Yeah. And almost like in America, that shit would kind of piss you off. Yeah. But at the same time, he does it like he's genuine about it. He's not like he respects the fact that we're at war and we're fighting. The, okay. The crazy, the crazy thing. Sorry to interrupt you, man. No, you're good. Uh, the crazy thing about. All right. So funny you bring that up. I'm just going to come in and just say this just for for everyone to know. The reason I feel like why Muay Thai isn't like extremely popular in the U.S. is for that because it's it's a re very respectful art. It's very respectful. it's very respectful. You're, it's very seldom where you're gonna see two Muay Thai fighters like dogging each other, talking trash to each other, trying to promote a fight. It, it just doesn't happen, dude. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't happen. Muay Thai is really, really, um, very close and based uh, with the Buddhist uh, culture. I'd say so. It's kind of has a religious and spiritual aspect to it. A lot of respect goes into it, man. It, it's Muay Thai originated. Uh, man, I, I can't even like get in, get all into it. But it literally originated as a martial art uh, for like basically the weaker to protect themselves, you know, from the stronger people from their country being invaded okay. over there in, in Thailand. Uh, so whenever they would drop their actual weapons and swords, they would use Muay Thai, you know, their elbows, their knees, their kicks, all that stuff to defend uh, the invaders from their country. Uh, so there's a lot of like history that and culture that comes in with that. I might be loosely wrong. I mean, no, you're, I you're looked, right. Okay, yeah, like you're I haven't right. looked up. And each stuff, each you know. body part represents a yeah, different weapon. Each correct. body part represents yeah. a different weapon. You know, when it, in the Moy Buran style, which is like the 
originator Moy, uh, Muay Thai or Muay Braun, you're going to use your head as a weapon as well. It's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, there's a lot of uh, spirituality that comes with it. You know, there's a lot of praying that comes with it. A lot of you just being humble and very like close knit to what's going on. Uh, so that being said, you you show a lot of respect to the guy that you're training against or fighting against, uh, because I mean you're both warriors. You're both in there literally like killing each other. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. You know, like no one else is doing that. The people in the crowd aren't doing that. No promoters. Was this the, that. like iron sharpens iron, right? Iron sharpens iron, yeah. steel sharpens steel. Right. So I feel like with that being said, there's a lot of respect that goes into it. And that's kind of hard to market a fight in the U.S. because what do we see on the UFC? You see guys just talking shit to each other. And in boxing, they're just talking shit to each other to promote the fight. It's all promotion, It's man. all promotion, yeah. man. And we all know it, but it, it, and it gets the people going. Yeah. It gets them going, dude. Like Conor McGregor. I mean, he's the GOAT at it, he's right? He's the GOAT at it. Like, he wouldn't be where he is today. Like, if he just didn't talk any shit, he would be, like, a mediocre fighter. Yeah. Because when we think about it, he, he wasn't super... Like, he wasn't the best fighter. You know, he got a bunch of he's good knockouts. Good. He's, he's really good. good but he's, he's really good. I mean, he's he, not the best because after he got to the top, what happened? Yeah, he fell off. He fell off hard. Yeah. <laughs> you know and what he, I mean? And he trained a hell of a lot. Yeah. yeah. He, and he trained a lot. Yeah. You think but, he's going to come back after that ankle break? I, I, I want him to because I do respect him as a martial artist. I, I really do. But I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see, man. We'll see. I, it depends. I, to me, I feel like it depends on, like, which – which weight class he wants to do. I don't think he makes it back in 170. No, I think he should go to – to be honest, I want him to go lower. I think he's a better fighter. I think he's a better fighter at a lower class. Yeah. It's a heavier game uh, at the 170 class, man. Yeah. he's He has way more power at 155, 145. That's where he was knocking dude. I'm telling you, dude. He's, he's got he's power, fast. man. He's quicker. Mm-hmm. He's way faster than that. Oh, it's a left uppercut. Bam, that yeah. left uppercut. Yeah. And his knees are really good, man. Yeah, like, he was a good fighter, dude. Conor McGregor ain't no joke. Oh, yeah, he ain't nothing to fuck with. if he didn't have that mouth, though, it wouldn't be that cash money ticket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably why Muay Thai isn't as popular yet as it could be. I feel like there's other ways to it, market it. They're it's getting a lot more popular. It's getting a lot more popular, though. It really is. I, I could see it coming. It's coming up, man. It's on yeah. the rise. Because once people realize, like, wait, there's an actual sport where, where these guys aren't going to the ground. They're fighting the whole entire fight, standing up. Yeah. Yeah. Fist, elbows. That's a dog knees, fight every time. Kicks. Yeah. In the clinch, we're not hugging each other. It's not a boxing clinch. You're not hugging each other. You get clinched up, you're getting knee to the ribs, or you're getting elbow to the face, or you're getting thrown to the ground. That's what Jake tells me. Every time you try to clinch, they're coming straight with straight with the knee. With <laughs> <Yeah>. There ain't <laughs> no rest. Head down and try to weave. They'll come straight in with the with the rep is gonna pull you apart immediately. Yeah. yeah. So it's nonstop action. It's like a game of chess on ice. Ooh. It is yeah. literally just boom, 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 boom. And so like once people realize like, yo, this is an action packed sport, because what do people complain about when it comes to MMA? Oh, get off the grill. Yeah, yeah, quit rolling Boy, around. Wrestling. They mm-hmm. always complain about that. Dude, just watch Muay Thai if that's what yeah. you want to see because it's basically what it is. You know, if you put it in layman's terms. That's a really terms. good point, though. If you put it yeah. in layman's terms, it's the same thing as MMA. We're just ain't going to the ground with you. Yeah. We're just going to stay up with you, bro. Yeah. yeah. And even the even one, they use, like, the same gloves, the same, same octagon. Four-ounce gloves. Yeah. Now, that is, to me, that's crazy. Muay Thai and four ounce gloves. Yeah. I don't know why, but for some reason, just me thinking about getting hit from a, a Muay Thai aspect with a four ounce glove, I'm just like, yo, hell yeah. no. Yeah. 
I'll have to do it one day, but damn. <laughs> yeah, and bare elbows and no shin guards. Yeah, no shin guards. Yeah. So yeah. it's a real dog fight, man. Every time. Every yeah. time. So what's up with the seminar? What's the gym? So, uh, yeah, like like you were saying, so Rod Tang won. He is uh, the one championship, 135 champion right now. Uh, One championship is going to be one of the biggest Muay Thai promotions currently right now. I think – no, no, they are. Uh, So I think Rod Tang is probably, like you were saying, dude, he's probably got, like, the crisper style when it comes to, like, real Muay Thai – if you want to watch a real fighter, he's going to be one of them. There's a ton of them in a one, like Sam A, really good Muay Thai fighter right there. John uh, Jonathan Haggerty is really good as well. He's in the one you probably really like to see. He went toe-to-toe with Rod Tang. They had a yeah. – twice. They had a great, great match, dude. Yeah. Great. I recommend uh, – that would be the match I would show anybody if they wanted to see Muay Thai for the first time. Rod Tang versus uh, Jonathan Haggerty. Really good fight, man. I'll be checking that one gonna out. We're going to have to watch it later, like after, after everything else. Uh, but – like he was saying, Rod Tang, he's got an iron. They call him the Iron Jaw, dude. He takes hits to the face like nothing, bro. He'll sit there and eat him, dude. Ugh. He's 135 pounds, so he's probably my height, my weight, and everything, right? Tiny dude, but he's eating he shit. Eats those punches, dude. And he will knock you clean Damn. out, bro, yeah. with one of these hooks, dude. And his his more tight. He's has in a very, um, I think called a femur, very technical uh, style of Muay Thai. He knows when to pick you off, but he's also extremely aggressive in your face like not letting you breathe at all style right so like if you're if you're gonna like bang with him he's gonna he's gonna freaking bang with you if you're gonna try to out technique him he's gonna out technique you yeah crazy fighter and like jake was saying super respectful to everyone he fights like he bangs you up he kills you he's gonna sit there pray with you all that stuff bro bring you yeah. up bring yeah. your hands up he's a he's a really respectful dude man that's like, tight when it comes to it you like, should be as a fighter man that's what it, yeah because that's should. what it's all about yeah because, I mean, as a fighter, like, let's say we were going to, like, whenever we fight or whatever. Well, you went through weight cut just like I did. Mm-hmm. You did your training camp just like I did. You probably have kids, work, all that stuff. You sacrificed to be there just like me. You know, whenever we get in that ring, we're against each other. After it's all said and done, though, it's me and you. I mean, and your team, of course. You know, you can't, you know, your fight team. But it's me and you that put in that work to get in that ring. Not, yeah. Like I was saying, not the announcer. Ain't the promoters. Ain't the fucking ref. Ain't your fans either. It's you, bro, and yeah. me. So, yeah, that respect, you, you got to respect each other as, as warriors, man. I hate to see, like, a, a UFC fight card and then the dude's just an asshole after that the shit fight. sucks, yeah. You look like such a punk. Like, yeah. I, I don't know, man. You got to be respectful. I don't, I don't either. Like, you, yeah. you're at, at one of the highest levels of, of fighting that you can be, and you're going to act like that? Exactly. What are like, you doing, it makes man? No sense. It makes no sense yeah. to me. Because, I mean, we as fighters in the world, you can even not just – you could do Muay Thai alone, but MMA fighters, Jiu-Jitsu, all that, we're like a small percentage. There's not very many. Mm-hmm. Like, I would say like less, I don't know, like less than 1% maybe of people that actually compete and train in a martial art. So that community, I feel like you have to keep that community alive by being respectful and nurturing each other as we go through the journeys together. You know what I mean? It doesn't help or benefit me and my spirit if to dog someone else. You know what I mean? Yeah. What I would normally do is build him up because what maybe he's gonna get better and when if we ever fight again it'll be even a better fight right you know what I mean it'll be even better it'll be a whole other opponent you know for sure so the thing with the the Rod Tang is freaking he's probably I don't even know he's fought like with these Thai guys man they fight hundreds of fights 
like hundreds. I can't look up his record right now. I won't. It won't tell me. But he's probably fought over two hundred something fights. He's been fighting since he was a kid in Thailand. It's a lot of they, ring time. Yeah, they they start uh, these kids like you said, start them young. They'll mm-hmm. start fighting at like eight, nine, ten. Like they start super yeah, even younger than that. And what they do in Thailand, they're probably fighting every two weeks or literally every month. So they're fighting, boom, 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 fighting, fighting. Damn. And they train and they fight. They train and they fight. In Thailand, think about like like the NFL here. Muay Thai is like that in Thailand. And but betting, it's legal over there. So they're betting on all these fights. Oh, okay. Thousand baht, twenty thousand baht, hundred thousand yeah, yeah. baht, blah blah blah. So it's like whenever you're fighting for your gym, uh, you're making money for your gym, you're making money for your stay, you're making money for your food. So it's like a kind of a career for some of these kids when they're sure. really starting out because yeah. they're going, they're fighting, they're making their little money. They'll give their money to their gym, you know, to pay for whatever their training time mm-hmm. if they if they have a bed there at the gym and they have a little pocket money for whatever they need. And in Thailand, you know. They can get their food, you know, from from wherever. So I stuff's kind of taken care of. So these guys are just in there. They're fighting. They're fighting. They're fighting. This is their dream. Like, this is what they do. So when they come over here or they come of age or they're 18, 19, 20, 22, 23, whatever, they've already had probably a couple hundred fights, dude. Yeah, that's wild. Crazy, man. Yeah. Crazy. And, like, you see some of these records. I saw it was a young uh, Thai lady. She was, like, 100. 115 fights. She's like 18. And she Shit. Lost, she lost only 15 of those fights. Jeez. So she had 100 of them. 100 wins. Just knocking people out. What the hell is that? Damn. <laughs> so think about that. When we're thinking about Rod Tang, that's the kind of guy this is right here. Yeah. He's the one championship, 135 pounds, current championship champ right now. And he's coming to our gym in Rojas. To our gym. That's awesome. And he, he's the big He's the big, big guy. guy. Yeah. Big guy coming to our gym to do a seminar. When's the seminar? Uh, let me look July at July 10th. Oh, July 10th. July 10th. Yep. Yeah, I'll be sure to look out for that. Yeah, July 10th. Look out for that. I'm glad that you remember that because I didn't. I already paid for it. I just, took, I just gave him my money. I don't even yeah. know what day it is. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, I think it's a Sunday, it July is. 10th. Uh, I think it's from like t- noon. So like two or something like that. So what does a seminar usually entail? I mean, is he in there just showing you techniques? Man. Is he in there just talking? Um, it's going to be a little bit of both. So it depends on, because uh, we've had tons of seminars with tons of different uh, right, right. Fires, tons of different legends. It kind of depends on what that person, their style so is. So they just, whatever they want to do. So whatever of. they want to do. I got you. Uh, I could see him having his own itinerary, though. He seems like that type of guy. Yeah. So they'll probably come in first, uh, like a normal class. We're going to warm up, you know, whatever warm-ups they like to do, stretch everyone out. And then they probably start us with learning some kind of technique. Um the last guy, I'll just say what the last guy did. Uh, it was Ojin Topic, uh, or Ojin Topic. He's another legendary Muay Thai fighter. Okay. Crazy. We just had him in the gym a couple of months ago. We did a seminar there as well. So he had a whole itinerary. Uh, we started off with some clinching techniques, all the clinches and techniques that he used in his fights. Then we started off with some kicking techniques and then some um, uh, faint techniques. Right. So a lot of trickery. We learned like a lot. Sorry, we learned like a lot of cool techniques that they used in Thailand. These are like this is what the guys in Thailand were using on me. So we learned a bunch of like ancient little techniques and trickery that he actually used in battle in his fights, which That's is cool. pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, so we went over a bunch of that stuff, and a, a, like a bunch of different kicks and sweeps and things like that. So they what they'll do is they'll show you the techniques, show you all of them, and then you guys will go ahead and do them together. And they go around and they watch each person. 
and make sure that you guys are doing it right. And they'll actually go and tell you, yeah. hey, you should do this here, do this here. So it's like you, you on each technique, you get your own little personal time with them, which is pretty pretty freaking cool. Yeah, that's tight. But, but it does depend on how many people are there, though, because I know, oh, my God, dude, we had Sanchai. You guys got to know Sanchai, another Muay Thai legend. If you, if you don't know about Muay Thai, if you look up Muay Thai, you look up Sanchai, he's going to pop up just like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, another Muay Thai legend, we actually had him in the gym not um, – it was like April twenty first of two thousand twenty or two thousand twenty one. I was unfortunately I wasn't there uh, for this one, but I saw the pictures and I know it went down there. There was like over ninety something people in our in our gym. Damn, it's close to a hundred something, dude. Yeah, is that one of your bigger turnout turnouts like that? I think that was one of the bigger ones. Yeah. yeah, I mean we've had a bunch of seminars there and they were all pretty big, but that one was definitely pretty huge, dude. It was sweaty in there, bro. You can I just bet. Go for the pictures. I man. bet, dude. Big. So many people compact together. Yeah. That one was another good one uh, as well. And still, they're going in there and they're showing you what you're doing. So you're getting like a real rich feel right. of how it's supposed to be, having that legend there. That's cool getting that one-on-one like mm-hmm. that. And then like after all the techniques and stuff, I know that uh, sometimes that they'll spar with you. So you'll be like, I think uh, some of the guys spar with Sanchai, which is like once in a lifetime getting to spar with. Like, yeah, that's cool to like legend. to be able to say that. It's so fucking yeah. cool, you know what I mean? Like, real shit right here. Like, who's gonna be able to say, yeah, you spar with a legend with over fifty years of fucking Muay Thai experience? Right. You know? Yeah. And this guy's fighting. He's fighting for lion fights. He's fighting for a super champ. He's fighting for one. He's fighting for all the big names, you know. And he's got over what like. I don't know how many. He's got, like, over 10 world titles, Sanchai. Like, he's he's a real fucking deal, dude. That's cool as hell. Y'all have you know, people like that. And then the same with Rod Tang. Like, this is, like, two, three, four, five, eight-time world champions, bro. Yeah. Like world, world bo- like, the WBC. I don't know if you've ever seen the World Boxing Championships. The same thing uh, for Thai boxing as well. It's those green belts. Mm-hmm. Those? Yeah. You've seen them before, right? Yeah, dude. Yeah. These guys have those motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? These are international, like, the bad boys, the That's real awesome. guys. You know, it's yeah. crazy. Uh, so after the techniques, they'll spar with us a little bit sometimes, and then they'll do a Q&A sometimes. So we'll all sit down, and that's when they'll talk a little bit. And okay, tell us okay. their story about how they started. Kind of tell us about, you know, how they are in you. And you get to ask them all the questions that you want. And they'll sit there and talk with you. But mainly, they're in there trying to work you. And, yeah. And yeah, that's the main goal yeah. is the seminar. We're there to do Muay Thai. Gotcha. You know, when it comes down to it, like, it's cool. You know, I like the Q&As are really awesome. But, uh, like, the juice, the meat is going to be that Muay Thai, man. We're yeah, there yeah. to train. You know, yeah. and then that's, like, the funnest, the funnest part. Yeah. Fuck yeah. It draws a big crowd, too, like a lot of other gyms. Because I don't know if any other gyms in the area are going to be able to get Rod Tang. Uh, to go to their gym, so it, it kind of draws like a lot of different gyms over, you know, to this area to kind of yeah. like, look at some Muay Thai, man. Like check up on some real Muay Thai. It's awesome, man. I love it. Um, let's wrap this thing up, man. I'm about, about an hour and a half, and yeah. I think we've covered just about everything. Unless there's anything you want to get into, or good. Yeah. pretty good. I, I yeah, talked about a lot. Yeah. yeah, this has been yeah. great, man. Um, Everybody be on the lookout for uh, anything that Mecca's dropping, his albums. Yeah. If he's dropping people in the ring, look out for that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, just be on the lookout. And uh, Jake, as always, thanks for being here, man. I appreciate everything you fucking do. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Hey, thank you. Hey, what's up with it, bro? Yeah, what's yeah. good? What's up hey. with that? What's yes, up sir. With that? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, thank you for having me. Yes, sir. Hey.
For real. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, Thank man. you, Jake, man. It's been awesome. Let's get it, baby. Yeah, yeah thanks for coming, man. I'm on music, baby. Later, guys. see raw unedited live episodes follow us on twitch at twitch.tv slash what's up with that to watch full episodes of what's up with that subscribe to us on youtube at youtube.com slash what's up with that don't forget to follow the crew on instagram at 27 at jake digital media at kens martin and at what's up with that